We are uh, 16 days away from Selection Sunday. It's March 1st. Uh, so bring on the tournament, as they say. At least I say. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joining the Sports Zone for college basketball discussion by Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. And Ricky, good to have you on the show, as always. Uh, before we get to some bubble talks, I got a couple other topics. First up, uh, nobody dislikes individual awards and team sports more than I do. Uh, but I do think that Dalton Connect is maybe he got shoved to the curb seemingly weeks ago in favor of Zach Eady for this National Player of the Year discussion. Am am I kind of wasting my time making a case for Connect here? Connect is unbelievable. To me, he would be the runner-up to Edie right now. I think Edie is such a unique force, and he's fueled team success at such a high level. As long as you you know overlook last season's March Madness exit, that I think Edie is the deserving winner of any Player of the Year award in college basketball this year. But Connect would be number two for me, and the way he's done it night in and night out against top competition is just so impressive. I watched that entire Auburn game, and he torched them, especially in the last 10 minutes, took over that game. Auburn was a top-five defense coming into the night. He ends up scoring 39 points. I want to say he had like 22 of those points in the last 10 minutes of the game. He was just completely on fire in so many different ways as a scorer, shooting threes, attacking in transition, got into his mid-range game a little bit, was able to uh, attack the basket with the defense keened in on his shooting. So I think he's an incredible player. He has an incredible story coming from junior college and then Northern Colorado to Tennessee. And, you know, when I look at Tennessee, this is the type of player they've never had. It's always a defense-first team that can't score. Now they got a guy who can really, really score, and that makes him interesting in March. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. Uh, next up, a little University of Arizona talk. I've watched every meaningful second of every game so far this year, and I see some questions about their defense, especially on the perimeter. Uh, I think they have extremely questionable shot selection on offense. Might I be too harsh in my assessment of the University of Arizona? They're really good, for sure. I think, you know, they're going to get a one or a two seed. I haven't seen what the latest bracketology updates are, but there's no question this is an elite team. I love how quickly they play on offense. It just seems like they make decisions in a split second. Now, sometimes that does lead to poor shot selection, and I think anyone who watched Caleb Love at North Carolina could tell you that that's like sort of part of what comes with the Caleb Love experience. But when I just look at this roster top to bottom, I do think it's one of the strongest rosters in the country. Uh, Boswell, I'm, I'm kind of always wanting more from Boswell. I think he's sort of capable of more than we've seen thus far. But in his best moments, he looks like a really complete two-way guard. Johnson has been a revelation, obviously, this year. Balo is a really solid center. And they've got some good depth pieces, too. I'd like to see a little bit more out of K.J. Lewis, but I think he's pretty interesting long-term. Bradley's interesting. So, uh I like Arizona. To me, I would not pick Arizona to make the Final Four because I don't totally trust uh, their late-game offensive decision-making. But I do think the team is good enough that you can't discount them. And, you know, while they may not be my pick, I think they're a really good squad. And, you know, you just got to hope that uh, the shots fall in March because they got guys who can get off a look whenever they want to. It's just are those shots going to fall and are those shots you know, being taken in optimal situations. Washington State has actually beaten Arizona three times now over the last 14 months, including both games in Tucson. What's your assessment of Washington State looking ahead to the NCAA tournament? 
Yeah, just an incredible uh, coaching job this year with Washington State. And, you know, this is a team that is just sort of coming out of nowhere. I don't think anyone really expected Miles Rice to be this good coming in. I don't think anyone expected uh, Isaac Jones and Jalen Wells to be this talented. So Kyle Smith has done an amazing job. What I like about them is that they defend and that they just kind of like force you to work so hard on offense to get a good look. They're not giving up anything early in the shot clock typically. Uh, it's a team that's not like a great shooting team, but they have enough shooting threats on the floor where they keep you honest. And uh, in general, I just think it's like a really solid one through five team. So they've been, to me, you know, one of the biggest surprises in the country this year to see them win all these conference games lately with, you know, the lone exception being Arizona State. I think you know, that's the only conference game they've lost since mid-January uh, and outlasting a really talented USC team last night, I think. You know, Kyle Smith is up there for coach of the year, absolutely. And uh, while this team doesn't really strike me as, like, having the overall top-to-bottom talent to make a deep tournament run, I think their success in the last year of the Pac-12 has just been, uh, you know, one of the best stories in the country so far. Are Arizona and Washington State the only Pac-12 teams likely to make the NCAA tournament unless somebody makes, uh, like, an unexpected run and wins wins the conference tournament later this month in Vegas? I'd love to see Colorado in there, but I just don't know if they've done enough lately. You, losing to you know Utah and Washington State was really tough. I really enjoy watching this Colorado team play with Tristan De Silva coming into his own as a senior. Really uh, interesting score. KJ Simpson's been unbelievable. He just seems like uh, just a total takeover guard in March. The exact type of guy you want leading your team in the tournament. And I think Cody Williams is really interesting as a long-term prospect. Uh, he's just sort of scratching the surface of what he'll eventually be. So I would love to see Arizona, you know, beat Stanford, Oregon, Oregon State to close out the regular season. That would get them to 13-7 in conference. I think they'd have a pretty good chance of, you know, making it out of the bubble and into the bracket. But it's going to be very close. They uh, didn't do themselves many favors with their non-conference scheduling. So it's going to come down to the wire. I'd like to see Colorado get in, so we'll see if they can do it. Hopefully Williams is healthy. I mean, he missed their last game again, and, uh, yeah, he's a Valley kid, uh, and he's missed – he's from here. Uh, He's missed a few games this season, so hopefully he'll be back. Speaking of Las Vegas, which I was in the end of the college, uh, the the Pac-12 tournaments in Las Vegas, uh, I've enjoyed watching the Mountain West Conference this season. However, the more I watch, the more confused I am. So help me break down the Mountain West. Yeah, I mean, there's so many teams above 500 or at 500. It just seems like, you know, half the league is really dominant. And then everyone's beating up on Air Force and San Jose State, like always, it seems like. But, you know, the top of the uh, Mountain West is really interesting. I think San Diego State going from – the national championship game last year, losing a decent amount off that team, but you know, bringing back Lamont Butler, having Ladee take a huge step up this year, he feels like he's been one of the biggest revelations in the country on an individual level. So I think you know San Diego State, you kind of know what you're going to get from them. They're a pretty similar team every year, but they're very formidable. Top 10 defense again, they're going to make you work for everything. Uh, I love watching Colorado State play. I think Isaiah Stevens is one of the most fascinating players in the country. Just in total control of the game as a point guard, uh, you know, if you appreciate high-level passing and decision-making, I think Isaiah Stevens is the player to watch this year. And, man, New Mexico, I'm rooting for New Mexico. They're so much fun to watch with all those guards attacking you. 
Donovan Dent has been awesome. House and Mashburn are fun to watch. I really love JT Toppin as a breakout freshman for them. But it just seems like they win one, lose one, win one, lose one every single game. They can't really get any momentum going. They play so fast. They're such a fun team to watch under Richard Pitino. But uh, to me, they're probably a bubble team. Again, haven't looked at the latest projections, so can't speak super confidently about that. But uh, they just haven't done themselves many favors lately uh, over the last month of the season, it feels like. So I really like watching the Mountain West. I think it's one of the most fascinating conferences this year. But, you know, March is going to be the ultimate test of, like, can these teams really compete against the big boys of college basketball? In New Mexico, they they can't be losing home games to Air Force. That's part of my confusion with the conference. There you go. Uh, Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation currently in the sports zone. I heard Seth Greenberg say this week that he thinks the SEC is better than the Big 12. Is that a crazy take? Well, if you go on Ken Palm right now, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country, as it seems to be every year by the metrics. And the SEC is the fourth best conference. I can sort of see an argument for it, though. Like I said, I think this Tennessee team is like Final Four good. And, man, I'm Rick Barnes. I'm feeling a lot of pressure to make a deep run happen with Dalton Connect because you know this is your only chance with him. My, my dirty secret this year in college basketball is that I love Kentucky. I think Kentucky is so much fun to watch. Rob Dillingham is must-see TV. Reed Shepard is just a basketball genius. I think he's one of the best players in the country, not only one of the best freshmen in the country, but he's just he's a master, and I can't wait to watch him level up in the NBA as well. So I know Kentucky has you know issues in the middle of their defense. I know their perimeter defense can get shaky. But they're so much fun to watch. So I could see Kentucky as a Final Four team. I could see Tennessee as a Final Four team. The rest of these squads, I don't know. I like Auburn, but I'm not sure they quite have enough juice. Alabama doesn't defend anyone similar to Kentucky, but I'm not sure they quite have the offensive upside Kentucky does. South Carolina, really good story with Lamont Paris there this year. But, uh, again, more of like I think they're they're a team that can win a game, maybe two, but maybe not make a deep run. So, you know, it just depends on how you want to evaluate the conferences. I think the upper echelon of the big of the SEC is perhaps on par or better than the Big 12, but the Big 12 is still probably the best conference in the country, top to bottom. The number one team in that conference right now is Houston. They've been number one in the computer polls for weeks. Uh, they're number one in the human polls this week. How do you compare Kentucky to Connecticut or maybe even Purdue? Yeah, how, how do you compare Houston to Connecticut? Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. Teams? Yeah. 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 No, all good. Um, I mean, honestly, just amazing job by Kelvin Sampson. Again, Kelvin Sampson, the best coach in America. I think he's got a very strong argument for it. Losing two first-round picks off last year's team with Marcus Sasser and Jairus Walker and moving to the Big 12 and immediately dominating the Big 12 in your first year after losing two first-round picks. That is some wild, wild stuff from Kelvin Sampson. I think he is as good or better than any coach in America. Number one defense in the country. Somehow their offense has gotten better while losing Sasser and Walker. At least it seems like it has. The numbers are pretty similar. Uh, Jamal Shad, just a master. So good defensively, so smart, so tough. I love high-motor guards. And nobody is more of a high-motor guard than Jamal Shad. The guy just never stops running around on both ends of the floor. He's phenomenal. I do sort of question their front court scoring ability. They don't have a ton of size. You know, Juwan Roberts is kind of like a throwback junkyard dog style big. He's not really going to step out on the perimeter. He's not really going to score much in the post, but 
you know, he'll crash the glass, he'll get some garbage buckets, and they're just going to have to, you know, beat teams like that in March. I think the tallest player on this roster is like 6'7 or 6'8, so how they compare to Purdue and Connecticut, well, those two teams have giants in the middle who are going to be NBA players and who are very, very good in Edie and Donovan and Klingen. So uh, I wouldn't put Houston on the level of the elite elite teams just because they're a little small inside, and I don't totally trust their offense to be able to withstand long droughts. Uh, I picked Houston to win the national title last year, and that looked very bad for me, so I'm a little burned by them. Uh, but I think you got to credit Samson for uh, moving conferences, dominating in the Big 12 in year one, and just withstanding all the losses he had from last year to produce another elite team. Kansas lost at home this week to BYU. Bill Self, after that game, sounded skeptical. Uh, is a good word, I think. Uh, whether Kevin McCuller would play anytime soon. Uh, they already have a short bench. Is, is Kansas maybe a team to go against once we get to the NCAA tournament, even if McCullough returns? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Someone asked me on another radio station recently, who is the worst team that can win the national championship? And I said Kansas. Assuming McCullough could come back, I sort of like the way their pieces fit if they're fully healthy. Now, obviously, McCullough is an All-American caliber player. They need him to be healthy at his best for them to even have a chance. But what I like about Kansas is that, you know, for the majority of the year, it seemed like they only had four players they could trust. And then Johnny Furphy, a freshman wing from Australia, has really popped for them recently and given them kind of exactly what they need, which is a fifth starter who can space the floor with length and athleticism, uh, who can attack and transition. So, there is part of me that is kind of like, I, I just like the way Kansas is starting five fits. Uh, obviously, that BYU game was a disaster. Losing to Texas Tech in blowout fashion a couple weeks ago was rough, too. So, uh, you know, it's tough. Like, I tend to just trust self to figure it out in March. It comes down to McCullough's health to me. If he's healthy, I do think there's a chance that they can go on another deep run. But I'd say right now, you know, the arrow's trending down for Kansas and I wouldn't blame you if you want to pay them. Talking with Ricky Don Ricky O'Donnell of SB Nation. All right, Purdue, best team in the Big Ten. Uh, do we trust them to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament? And what other big uh, Big Ten teams might you like? Yeah, Purdue. I mean, you would think they would feel so much pressure coming into this year after losing to a 16 seed last year, but you got to credit them for handling their business right their ball movement is so crisp around Edie. he looks like he's a little quicker in his processing and decision making when the double team comes Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer both look a lot better as sophomores and I just feel like Lance Jones is the kind of guy they needed last year and they really missed just to have another capable ball handler who could play with a little more zip offensively and hold his own defensively so I like Purdue I mean I want to believe in Purdue I think that uh, Matt Painter is just done a great job building that program the right way. And Edie's such a phenomenal talent that you don't want him to ultimately go down to the punchline uh, for his March Madness struggle. So I tend to believe in Purdue. I mean, I might end up having an egg on my face on this one, but I want to say I believe in him. And then in terms of, like, who else in the Big Ten can make a run, I guess Illinois. They're the next most talented team in the conference, I would say, without question. Number three in offensive efficiency since they got Terrence Shannon back. 
Uh, they've been playing pretty well. Whether or not Shannon should be playing is a different discussion, but uh, he's a phenomenal talent. Fifth year in college basketball, still getting better. His three-point shot is majorly improved from last year. I've been watching him since he was in high school. Uh, he just seems to get better and more efficient as an offensive player every year. Being able to get Marcus Domask has, uh, from Southern Illinois has given them, you know, a secondary scorer and ball handler that they really need. And, you know, sometimes it just feels like it comes down to if Coleman Hawkins is going to make his three. This year he's shooting 39% from three after making 28% from last year. He's not really the defensive anchor you want in the middle, so Illinois is just going to have to outscore teams. But if I was an Illinois fan, I'd feel pretty good about this team because the offense is so good. You just kind of hope the other teams go cold uh, when you got a defense like Illinois that barely ranks in the top 100 in the country. So uh, I'd put them as maybe the second most formidable team in the Big Ten to make a deep run right now. Okay, I've watched Marquette with frequency. I can't get that performance, that awful performance, that UConn out of my head from a couple of weeks ago. Now they're going to play him again. So maybe I should just wait till then and try to assess Marquette after that. Yeah, I love Marquette. Picked Marquette to go to the Final Four last year. Obviously, that didn't work out for me very well. But they brought back a lot of the same roster, and all these guys seem a little bit better. Tyler Kolick and uh, also Iguodaro is maybe the best guard big combo in the league or, or in the country, or one of them at least. Uh, Cam Jones just keeps getting better, it seems like, as a secondary scorer and shooter for them. And I really like their depth. Too. They just got a lot of guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot, who make quick decisions on offense. And they're defending at the top 16 level this year, too. So uh, I think Shaka is traditionally a very good defensive coach whose offensive offenses has lagged behind. This year, he definitely has the offensive talent. But, you know, you could have said that last year, too, that they had the pieces offensively to uh, make a final four run. Last year's offense was better by the numbers a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, they've been awesome lately, but they just got crushed by UConn, as you said. They end the year, Creighton, UConn, Xavier. You know, they can go two and one on that stretch. I think they'll be feeling pretty good into March, but it won't be easy. The one thing that jumps out about them is they just don't get a lot of free throws. So it's kind of like tough to, you know, consistently score in the half court when you're not getting to the basket a lot, not getting free throws a lot. I tend to believe in Marquette again, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Igadora is another guy that's from here and didn't go to Arizona State. All right. Uh, some of the non-power conference teams, uh, they begin their conference tournaments over the next few days. How about some mid-major teams that uh, we need to pay attention to that you like? Hmm, let me think about that. I mean, are we going to say FAU is a mid-major team coming out of the American? Obviously, they made the sure. uh, Final Four run last year. They've been very up and down lately in their first year in the American, uh, you know, lost to Memphis recently, lost to South Florida. But I think Janelle Davis is awesome. Uh, Elijah Martin is really good. They still got size inside with Golden. So I kind of like them. Uh, I love Indiana State and the MVC. I think the MVC is loaded again. Drake looks very good. Uh, Indiana State looks tremendous around Robbie Avila, who's one of the breakout players in the country. Is a sophomore this year, shooting 40% from three. He's from my part of the world, Oak Forest, Illinois, South Suburbs of Chicago. So it's been fun to see him sort of rise into this national player of interest this year. Uh, definitely watching Indiana State as they go through a tournament run. And um, I honestly think Drake could make a push too. Tucker DeVries is one of the better wing scorers in the country. 
he's having another awesome year. It always seems like Drake is in the mix, right? They're just sort of waiting for their yeah. breakthrough. So, uh, looking at Drake as well. And then, honestly, I want to watch some of these conference tournaments before I can really comment on a lot of these other teams. Uh, I think, you know, that'll sort of show where everyone is at heading into March. And uh, I can't wait for these conference tournaments to kick off. Yeah, I'm with you on that totally. Uh, also, it seems like uh, DeVries has been playing at Drake for like 10 years. So, <laughs> so Very true. Hopefully, hopefully they can sneak through this year. Ricky, good stuff as always. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, if we can bother you later in March, we're, we're going to do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Ricky O'Donnell, SB Nation. Excellent stuff from him as always.